Parties happening, everybody. We're back again. Another episode, The Off Track Experience. You're here with your host, Dean Lucas. Now, on this episode of the podcast, I sit down with Michael Fortley. Now, we realized after catching up that we actually used to race mountain bikes together about 10 years ago and kind of didn't have much to do with each other back then. Like here and there, we kind of knew each other. We didn't really talk that much. But since then, Michael's lived a pretty crazy life. He's traveled around Canada. He's worked at a high heel store. He's building vans now. He's kind of doing a bit of everything. But he's one of those people you meet and he's just got a really positive, upbeat outlook on life. And these are the people I really love chatting to just because I feel like their way of being and living and how they express themselves and how they come across can definitely help other people to see better in just pretty much every part of their life. So I was really excited to sit down. We ended up sitting down in a vacant car park not far from D-Bar in Coolangatta, just in the middle of nowhere. And we sat down, had a chat and talked about everything he's been up to and everything he's done. And it was just really, really good chat. I really enjoyed this. We did it just before we went surfing. Unfortunately, a bit of a disclaimer, his microphone actually cut out I don't know why halfway through the podcast so you'll hear halfway that his voice will get a lot quieter I'm sorry about that it's just something that malfunctioned and happened but we got the whole podcast out using my microphone to, at the end for his voice so I'm sorry about that but we we got the whole podcast done and I'm happy to put it out I thought we kind of lost the whole thing but we managed to get it but yeah really hope you guys enjoy this I really enjoyed these kind of chats and just people that are open-minded and willing to just put themselves out there and just be a yes man and yeah kind of surrendered to what could happen and just meet good people and yeah carry themselves in certain ways so there's a few things he said that definitely resonated with me and I hope it does with you guys as well before we get into the podcast though I'd like to thank Athletic Greens for jumping on board and if it's a comprehensive comprehensive solution that you need out of your supplement routine Athletic Greens will give you a one-year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase Go to athleticgreens.com slash off track. That's athleticgreens.com slash off track. I'll put a tag in the show notes and jump on board, grab some of that. I've been having it for breakfast every morning. Makes me feel good, gets the day going. And it just tastes really good. You think with greens or green super drink or anything like that, that it wouldn't taste that good. But you get it, you have it, tastes great, actually enjoy it. Kind of like crave it in the morning now and just been having it every day. And yeah, gets my day started really well, so... Hope you guys like it and hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Cheers, guys. Bye. Talking to a towel, hey. <laughs> so we're chatting with a towel. Everyone's like, why are the boys talking to you the know, towel? You know, but look at how like where we are though. It's like very on brand. It is very on brand. We're in the we're in whatever are we? We're in the crack, crack of, of cool and gather. <laughs> this is this is your market. You need to go around and drop business cards off to these guys. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think he's your first client. It's like, mate, you see this tent? Get rid of it. I've got a van for you. We actually build vans on tick. That's like our main demographic. <laughs> That's what I want to more get into. Oh, okay. We can dive into that. Mm. All right. We're here with Michael Fortley. We're in uh, the crack capital of, I don't even know where. We're um, in the middle of a car park. We thought, what better place to do a little interview about van lifing than in a ra- uh, vacant parking lot area where people would van life. <laughs> How are you doing, mate? How are you feeling? Good, good. I feel like there's a separate... We were just saying, like, there's two types of van life. It's, like, fun and young. 
Well, then there's like, I've made some really poor life decisions and this is what I do for a living now. Yeah, and I think you could market to both of those yeah. sides. You could do the, like, the cheap van, like the wicked van with the mattress in the back yeah. for those guys and then you could do the high-end one for the top. Yeah, the low-end one comes with like jet lighters and like razor blades to rack up lines, so it's pretty good. <laughs> you do a package, yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, anyway, so we're here. I'm just like, because I've just realised, we obviously used to race bikes together. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sorry, I don't understand. Sorry, that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Siri doesn't understand that we used to race bikes together. Because <laughs> I was like trying to put two and two together when we were, mm. like, you were chatting, because obviously you raced Vic Series yeah. back in the day. Mm -hmm. How long did you do that for? Uh, all the way uh, till like 2000. I was doing under 19s. I did it all the way to under 19s and then I stopped. Yeah. And then I was like traveling for work and stuff like that, so I couldn't race as much. So yeah, yeah. So did you do? Did you like? Did you want to go further with that, or were you just like, this is this is me done? No, I, I really did. I really did. Um, my parents were quite busy for work, so they couldn't they couldn't drive me to many races. Mm. So that's why I always used to catch the train to most races and ride my bike from the train station to the race. And then if I got like a medal or a trophy, then I'd put my trophy in my backpack and get the train home. Really? Yeah. Did you like? Was that kind of fun doing that? Yeah, it was like time? an adventure. It was yeah, <laughs> camp camp near the thing, or save up for a hotel or something. Camp near there, and then ride home. I went to a BMX. I rode, rode. I rode from no. I, was, I rode from my, the reason I got sponsored was I rode from my house in Croydon to Warburton with a downhill bike and a backpack full of gear and the camera that I stole from the library to make my sponsorship video, and then I had to ride the hundred k's home to like submit it. Really. Mm. When you say stole, do you mean stole or like borrowed for a long amount of time? Borrowed it, yeah, <laughs> just kept it. <laughs> just a rat bag. Just a rat bag, true. So, and that, and that got, got people's attention. Yeah, yeah. For you to get They found out, out that I rode all the way there with a downhill bike with no lockout and like, like 661 knee pads all the way there and back. Yeah. And that, and that made it happen. I'm just going to check one thing. Yeah, go for it. Because I remember last time, remember I was saying the whole folk. Okay. Good. We're in, a, we're in action. I'm like, you know, when you're. Um, you know, when you're just like super worried about not doing, having the same thing happen. <laughs> All right, we're still good. Happy? Yeah, very happy. So, like I said, I'm new to this. We'll um, just redo the whole conversation. Redo, and start again, start again. <laughs> so here's Michael Foley. <laughs> no, but when you were doing that, like, because mm. it's, it's the whole, like, did you feel like you had a bit of a chip on your shoulder, like doing that, like having to work harder to like obviously do the same thing that everyone was like kind of getting driven there for or doing yeah but I just frothed it like I didn't care I didn't care like I, I had to buy my bike so I saved up and I only had one bike mm -hmm. I went to the skate park with and I also rose downhill wood yeah. um I was just I just frothed it it was just fun I was just like I just made it I didn't care I just made it happen yeah it was all good do you think that though like when you had to work that hard to get it like I see so many kids now that get everything given to them mm. and by the time they're 16 17 they don't want to do it anymore yeah and they don't understand how much effort and hardship goes into getting that downhill bike like to mm. pay six seven grand for a downhill bike isn't cheap no so for you to have to like put the work in to get it you're like oh shit like i work my ass off to get this thing i'm going to enjoy it 100 percent. i frothed it that thing was my pride and joy like <laughs> yeah 100 yeah, like had a job before school job after school um saved up bought it everything yeah so no it was sweet i completely agree like yeah you frothed it so hard but at the same time like if you know, if you can pay for your kids to get bikes, then fucking... As long as they're using it, that's all that matters. Yeah. As long as everyone's having fun. But do you feel like they should almost make it... Like, I always find the thing when parents are like, I'll meet you halfway. Yeah. I think that's a good way to do it. 100%. Because it shows, like, you're committed to 
to actually make the money to buy this thing. Yeah, it's exactly. Not just like you were given everything. Yeah, for sure. And my parents did similar thing. Like they, they definitely put in for stuff, but it was like mm. you've got to pay for most of it. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. <laughs> you've got to, it's like I'll put in ten percent. Yeah. <laughs> but still, like at the time, like this, I'm sure there's parents out there that wouldn't put in anything at mm. all. Like they wouldn't try and help out in any kind of capacity. Yeah. It's like that spectrum of like not helping at all and then helping too much. Yeah. And both are like very negative in their own ways. Yeah, I think I don't know. I I, I really like apart from like the racing itself like I actually like when like all the families are there and like it just brings them all together and stuff like that like even if that's a thing like whatever like it's just everyone yeah. out as long as everyone out's having fun it doesn't matter how you got there yeah like as long as you enjoy it and stuff like that how was that 100k ride on a downhill bike yes yeah, so, so, so Nor- <laughs> norco savage it was like an entry-level downhill bike that I could afford um yeah sweet had all my pads in this huge backpack full face helmet camera everything I didn't put the seat up at all. It was, like, fully down and just, like, fully sagged suspension. Didn't pump it up, nothing. Just rode all the way there and back. How are your knees? Fine, just chilling. Your knees are good. Yeah, had had two iPod... I borrowed my mum and my dad's iPod shuffle because I didn't think they'd have the battery life so I could switch between songs. It was sweet. It was a good day. <laughs> How long did it take you? Did I left you get... at 6 in the morning. I got back at 10 at night. And you raced as well, though? No, I did no, push runs. I just oh, did, you just filmed it. Filmed and push runs. So you just set up a camera? Yeah, just film. filmed myself all the way down. Yeah. And that got you a sponsorship? Yeah, exactly. Who, who sponsored you? Croydon Cycle Works. Yeah. Was my first sponsor. It was sweet. <laughs> did they cons- did just give you, like, discounted bikes? Discount or? bikes and, like, gear and, you know, just, like... Just like, the basic yeah, stuff. Basics yeah, basic But, like, I don't know, at that age, you're like, this is the fucking sick. Yeah. Like, I'm the king. So, yeah, <laughs> it was sick. Just some, like, baggy jerseys and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, got to say I was sponsored, so it was cool. Mm. That was awesome. That's so funny. Like, as a kid, you're so hungry to get sponsored and oh like, it's all you want but it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter with what no. or anything it's like he's sponsored yeah and you're like and from the outside it's like you think it's the coolest thing and then you like you get like a free pair of gloves which is kind of cool to like you're good enough at something now mm. that someone will give you something for free mm. but it shouldn't be the thing that everyone strives towards yeah do you find do you find that like when you see kids and like oh, i just want to get sponsored i just want to get sponsored i just want to get and you're like why? Because mm. like, you want? Do you just want free shit? Yeah. That, like, is, do you think you'll be happier then? Because you get that? It's like I don't know. It's just like cloud, I guess. That's know? what I mean. Like, it's like cloud chasing to it. Hundred percent. It's like having followers on Instagram, I guess. But um, nah, I like I fed into it too. It was fucking sick. It was like best day ever. Like good <laughs> on it. Like I that I look at it more in like my like I used to work in like snowboard shops and stuff, and the kids were killing it or like coming by the shop and stuff like that I'd give them like free t-shirts and stickers and say like hey man you ride for us now mm. like it meant it meant nothing it didn't cost us anything but like made their life they were stoked and saying all good things about the shop it's it's all good for everyone yeah it's, good yeah, it's like a net positive in a good way yeah it's yeah. more people are hyped he's having fun he's talking good stuff about the shop then sweet you know what yeah. I mean and you also don't know what that would do to the kids like headspace mm. or motivation to be like oh I'm a sponsor now I've got a I've got to, like, show up now. Yeah. Or, like, do more. Yeah. Where before they might just be like, oh, no one cares, no one's worried about this, and then you kind of give them that little bit of fuel, and they're like, okay, we can do so much more now. And for, like, a bike shop, for a jersey and a set of gloves or, you know, a discount, it doesn't cost them anything, you know what I mean? And what it does for that kid is, like, walking around, feeling 10 foot tall, it's sick. Have you always been like that? Like, is that kind of, like, how you grew up in your family and how you were in that way like it was very kind of giving or like like helping in a way like did you feel like that was something you got like when you grew up like your parents were in giving people or very like oh yeah super generous people super yeah. generous but we, me me and my brother i got one brother and we just had to work like parents would give us a bit but then we'd have to do the work, rest you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah 
And do you feel like that kind of just like carried on that when you want to help other people, you're like, okay, I'll give a bit, but obviously you like kind of get a bit, give a bit? Yeah, I don't know. I just get like, everyone just gets a stiffy for helping people, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is nice. Just don't be a piece think, of shit. But I don't think that's like, you say that, but I just don't think it's, is, I think for us or for you, it's, it seems like very normal. Mm. But I think a lot of people are so closed off to that idea to mm. help other people just because it feels good. I think that comes with traveling and just being stoked for other people's success. Mm. Like, I'm just, I'm more stoked for someone else killing it than I am for my own stuff. Like, I'll be happy for myself, but if someone else, even if, like, I feel like bike, bike community is the best for it. Like, if, if you see a dude hitting a drop this big, you'll be as hyped as someone who's just landed a triple backflip. Yeah. You know, someone who's worked up to that, and that's a big deal. Mm. And I think bike culture is so good. Everyone will just be like, you're a legend. You're the king of slope style. That drop is huge. Like, I don't know, just getting hyped on other people's stuff. It's like, it's infectious. I think with like mountain bike, and even I've noticed in like the snowboard community, yeah, it's very much like you're riding with your buddies and if you land something or do something, everyone is so high. Yeah. And they will just like pump you up so much. Yeah. Which it's funny now because I've gotten into surfing and I feel like it's the opposite. The most pretentious crowd in the Everyone, like, Everyone's so, like, I wouldn't say angry, but yeah. I know some angry people out there. Mm. But, like, you get a good wave and no one's like, that was sick, man. And I'm like, because I remember when I first started surfing, I'd catch a few waves and I'd come back, like, amped. And everyone's just, like, serious. It's like, you stole my wave, man. Uh. And, like, and it's just like, they don't say that, but that's the energy you kind of feel. It's like, we're in this ocean that's massive and the waves are constantly coming and there's like you can there's going to be another one yeah but everyone's so like oh you took my wave or like it's mine kind yeah. of thing it's this mentality that i didn't think was going to be there it comes across as this chill sport yeah right? now i always everyone gets really weird with me in the water um because i every time someone gets a good wave i'll paddle over to them and give them like a high five i'm like oh that was sick you're killing it yeah and I, i'm I like just all these and I, I feel like it's so weird out there because i get like a bit like weird about it i was like you just did something sick i'm gonna get around you for it yeah. and like something's better when you can share it with someone so but they almost, like, because they're not used to it. Like, oh, I'm, totally throws them. Yeah, they're like, what? Yeah. yeah. I said a kid got a really good wave when I was at Snapping one time. Yeah. Like, Dude, you're killing it. Yeah, and he was just He was just like, oh, yeah, like, thanks. Yeah. And I'm just like, more people should be hyping you up, yeah. man. Like, you were absolutely killing it right now. Like, it was one of those little groms. It was probably only, like, 13 or 14, and he was ripping harder than anyone else there. And I was like, you need some props because no one else has given them. hundred percent. If someone's doing something good, you've got to tell them. Even if someone looks good, like yeah. guy or girl, go up and tell them. Like, you'll yeah. make their day. It's yeah. sick. I'm all about that. Yeah, it's, it's good. You know, I, this is like, it's, again, with that but a small thing, it's like if you're going for a walk or a run and you smile at someone and they smile back. Yeah. It's just like that little, just making someone smile. Yeah. Like, gotcha. Like, yeah. I'm not, like <laughs> you just get that, that little thing. It's like it's infectious. Yeah. You keep doing that, but you do that all day. Mm. And then that just builds this kind of, this like emotion in yourself, which is so positive. It's like, I've just, and there's literally no words, just smile. Just smile at someone and then that will change, could change their, their day. 100%. 100%. And it's like, it's like a flow and it's, it's just like, like being negative in the sense of like, you keep thinking negative and it'll keep going, keep going. But if you keep like just, like positive 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 like it's like it just keeps it's like a loop you know mm. what i mean and then you'll start surrounding yourself with people who is you know toxically positive too which is really <laughs> nice and then it's just everything's great it's like a self-fulfilling circle yeah just you just suppress your feelings and then just be happy all the time that's all you want yeah no <laughs> <laughs> just don't worry about all this bury it yeah no we'll be fine no just feel it all yeah <laughs> just on your own time though <laughs> be happy don't around me please if i'm happy don't bring me down with your shit yeah. But you know there's some people like you hang out with and it's just constantly like, oh, this happened and that happened and how shit's this. Mm. And I'm just like, what are you trying to get out of this? Mm. Like when it's not, 
like, oh, hey, I'm having a rough day. Can you talk to me about it? It's just complaining about shit that they can't control and you also can't control. Yeah. And it's just once that, it's like, are you, do you want me to just, like, do you want, do you want me to be a shoulder to cry on? Do you yeah. want, like, and it just, when it keeps happening, it's just like you get this thing where I feel like you say what you feel like they should hear and if they don't do anything with that, it's like, all right, well, I'm out of this conversation now. Mm. I've told you what I thought. You haven't listened. This is this is kind of done now, but yeah. like it's like I think at that point you just need to distance yourself from those those people or at least those situations if that comes up arises. I think you just got to kind of do you feel like that you just need to like throw yourself away from that? <laughs> the, the, I like I like got a pretty strong opinion. Like so, me me and like my like the boys and stuff like that. Like a, I, like if any one of the boys wrongs, we're all like everyone's very honest. I'm like, hey, I'm not doing good, mm. and we'll fucking drop everything, and then we'll be like, what do you need us like? Even if it's just like, we're here, talk to you, well, let's go for a beer, let's go for a walk, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And then like, we've got like a really good support network and like, I cherish that and I think it's so important. But then there's like people who like, if I'm getting my hair cut and then the barber's like, yeah, man, this is fucking falling apart and all this sort of stuff. Mm. Like, I'm like, man, I feel bad for you, but I'm not your support network. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you need to reach to someone like, I'm. this is a business transaction. Yeah. Like, you can cut my hair. Like, I feel bad for you. Yeah. Um, but no, like, I feel like, yeah, like like a professional victim is like someone who's always like everything sucks. Like, I think also they don't want advice; they just want you to listen and just be like, "Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's it." And just and just don't give it. I feel like I only I only give my opinion if people ask for it. Mm. Like they don't want to hear it otherwise. Yeah, and I think the whole like listen, listen to them, but when it's the same problem that keeps getting recycled again and again and again, it's just like. Like, I'll listen to someone if they've got an issue, but as mm, soon as you'll you... You'll be like, there for them. As soon as you, like, give them your advice and you hear the issue and then they don't change anything and then they come back, I'm like, you know you're just on, like, revolving doors of this shit that you're not actually trying to solve. Yeah. You're just sitting in it and probably getting something out of talking about it, but it's not positive. It's just, like, rep- re- like repeating, 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 repeating. It's also as well, like, so you're, like, productive people, are like, when you feel down, you're like, okay, I'm down. I need to work out a strategy to fix this and take steps to fix that. Mm. But I feel like some people aren't like wired like that and they're just like when you're down, you know, you just kind of keep, you can't, you just keep going down sort of. Mm. It's hard just how different people like I find deal with things when and that's where therapy is fucking unreal and yeah. so productive. Yeah. Well, it kind of asks you, like make yourself ask questions that actually solve the problem. Yeah, exactly. And like someone who's educated and knows, I love therapy. I think it's the best thing in the world and I think everyone should do it. Um, mm. But yeah, I think just like going to that and dealing with how you deal with problems and being more productive and proactive mm. and how you can, you know, everyone's going to feel down, but like yeah. dealing with it well and being productive. And well, just being around someone that knows the triggers to ask you the, like the questions to bring up those mm. different emotions and actually understand them. Exactly. And, and coming from a, a place of just pure like... There's no like bias. There's no preconceived notion of who you are. Yeah. Or, like they don't know your girlfriend. They don't know your friends. They and they'll never take your side too. They'll just yeah. be unbiased. Just yeah. like this is actual facts of what you should do. Yeah. Not what you should do, but this is why this is happening because you're doing this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've never actually been to a therapist, but it's something like recently that I've been like I should do that just to yeah. just to bring it up and see. Oh man, go when you're happy. Go when you're sad. It's sick. Yeah. It's it awesome. be, yeah. Don't go when you're just down on something. Just go don't go there. You, dump your shit on him. Yeah. Just go there and be like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah about everything mm-hmm. what like what do you think no, it's thing. awesome yeah. it's so important and I think it's so productive and so good like I'm yeah a huge advocate for anytime someone talks about it I like that I like bringing down like uh, like the stigma of it like I, I'm like any, if I'm in like a bunch of bulky bikes I'll be the first person I say I go like I think it's sick and just like more like 
it, be open about it. Like it's mm. it's cool to go. It's not a lame thing to do. Yeah, I think it's sweet. And it's so funny. A lot of time, like the real blokey blokes that would give shit to someone for doing that mm. are also the people that probably need to do it the most. Needed to do it the most. Yeah, yeah hundred percent. But like, yeah, like they'll get there in time. And once trends sort of change and it's becoming cooler and cooler, like whatever it takes to get more people into it and more on top of their stuff, then sweet. Like, so how long have you been doing it for? Like, when did you start? Like four years. Something like started in couples therapy and stuff like that, yeah. and sort of just like broke away from that. And just was there a big buzz? Was there a to- like? Was there a, like a deciding factor that made you think you needed to go, or did it just like was there a time we like maybe we should try this, or did it just kind of like how did it how did it just arrive? we went for because um, we had a huge blue. Um, and then we couldn't work it out and we thought we we're splitting up and then we went there and we were just like well fuck before we split up we'll go see this and then it was just like more t- it was such good like it's more just like tools how to argue not argue but like discuss debate and, yeah. yeah and like work out like you know we're not all the same and then like there's so many things that you'd be doing that you don't realise you're doing that's mm. causing someone to be shitty Yeah. and then I could, like you tar- carry that on to work and all that sort of stuff and it was just more like uh, it was just like, I don't know just like you know like helping like someone sitting there going I know you think this is silly, but it's not because mm. of this reason. And then hearing it in another light and not in an argument is very productive and teaches yeah. you how to have discussions. And I don't know. I just think it's sweet. It was. It was been like super helpful for me personally. I think it's well, great. it gives you a new perspective on yourself because you see it like oh, because it's so funny how you do stuff sometimes and you mm. go like oh, I was completely in the right there, and then yeah. you view it from another angle. And you're like ah, no, I kind of went wrong there. And yeah. You see it from this different angle. And you think of, like, it's, like, not the act that you did. It was, like, say, the disrespect or, like, the sentiment behind it. It wasn't yeah. actual, like, us guys are like, oh, it's just, like, the thing. And it's yeah. not. It's the It's the around whole package it. of, yeah. yeah. I've got a thing now where I do where just say something will happen, we have an argument or, like, something will go wrong in your day. Mm. And at the end of the day, I try and go back to in the morning and I start my day and I visualise myself through that whole day and then I get to that that situation and I play through how I should have dealt with it mm-hmm. and then I play through of how I think it would have gone doing it this different way and then play through the rest of my day back to that point and I go I could have made that so much easier on myself or if I just said this little thing here or I just did that yeah. and you play through and then you're like okay next time that's what I'm going to do yeah. but like you visually see yourself playing it out properly instead of starting the argument or saying something or doing something you go okay how could I have done that better because you know when like Afterwards, you're like, oh, I didn't do it the right way. Hmm. You don't actually know what the right way is until you actually... I, for my, me person, very visual person. If I see play it out in my mind exactly, it almost feels like you've done it. And I yeah. feel like once you feel like you've done something before, you can do it again. So I think that's... I know that's a tool that I started using that I feel has been really beneficial to, like, move forward through 100%. Stuff. That's sick. Is that something you've kind of, like, ever looked at before? <sighs> no, nah, I probably just, like... I just... I'd rather just talk it out like, and yeah. just like break it down and just be like, uh, I'm be- what I do is probably not the best thing to do and I probably cause the dramas, but like, I'll like, won't say anything when I'm in the heat of the argument. I'll just mm. leave it and I'll just like, give me a day to cool yeah. and I want to think about it as much as I can from the other perspective and then come into it where everyone's chill and be like, this is why I was shitty, mm. but I understand why this happened. This is my perspective. What's yours? And then discuss it and then mm. like actually build from it and see like, okay, like this, is, like, this is how we can move from this not happening again or yeah. something like that. And I do that at work all the time. Like, if, like, or maybe not leaving it for a bit, but like, instead of having a go, I'll be like, I'll break it down and like, like, let's work it out. Like, okay, like, this is what happened. This is what happened. This is what caused it. I could have done this much better, mm. but I would, but, you know, you could do this better as well. Yeah. Like, own, I, I, you got to own your shit, mm. I feel like. 
Okay, just not like yeah. speed from place for motion where it just no. turns into an absolute shit show. Yeah, exactly. It's so easy to do. When you're heated, it's just yeah. like... And then sometimes it can piss the person off. Not Probably not more, but like sometimes I'll go quiet as well. Like I just won't say anything. Yeah. And the person's like, have you got anything to say kind of thing? And you're yeah. like... Not right now, because, like, if I do say anything, I, like, you know it's not going to be, it's not going to be productive. Yeah, So, exactly. like, I'll go internal for a while, but then that can also piss the person off. Yeah. Until later when you explain yourself and you go, hey, I was, going, I was quiet because I didn't know what to say. Yeah. And saying nothing was better than saying something that I knew was going to be a negative, so. You should only be talking about what the argument's about, and that's it. It yeah. can't be, oh, well, you did this this yeah. time, you it's did that. for tack kind of Just bullshit. mudslinging, point scoring of yeah. just like, I've got this on you, that on you. It can't, it can't yeah. be that. that. Well, that was on one thing that was taught in therapy. It was just like when you're in an argument, like couples or work or whatever, like you just keep it to what you're discussing. Yeah. Like, and that's it. You can't bring up anything else. It just, it's so hard sometimes, yeah. <laughs> especially when it relates to it. It's like... <laughs> Especially if it's just like, for example, it's just like you didn't do the dishes. Or yeah, it's like, you didn't do the dishes last time. I was like, yeah. no, I can't bring that up. Yeah. It's like, that's part of the argument. That is part of the argument. That is my evidence. You want to throw it. Yeah. 100%. Well, you pissed the bed three months ago. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. It's like, it's beyond, beyond the point. Beyond the point. Go away. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, and that's just, I think that's, it's so toxic once you start doing that tick for tack bullshit because it's like, oh, yeah, but, oh, yeah, but. And then yeah. it's just like, where where are you going with this? It's there like, has to be like a, a like what we, like, there has to be like a point to like an argument or like something going wrong. You know what I mean? Like it's just like okay, what what do we want out of this argument? Like mm. what would be, like what will benefit both of us yeah. to you know come to an end? You know, I want you to own it and apologize. Sweet fucking oath, and then you know, so for you, so yeah, yeah, because you get to a point where I've been in arguments before, and someone will say something, and I'm like, like why? Like what's the point in saying that? Yeah, you're like what? Like what? Like, you kind of stop for a second. Like, what are you trying to get out of that sentence that you've just said? Yeah. And then the person will be like, I actually don't know. And I'm like, did we just stop this? Like, is this, like, we're, like we're, just, we're just going to a spot where, like, it's just out of anger now. Yeah. And we're just pissed off. But what we're saying doesn't actually, like, that's not going to solve this. this it's not going to make anything better. No, and I've been the same. Like, I've said the same stuff and, like, kind yeah. of looked at it and been like, what am I... What am I saying? What's the point of this? What's the point of this and what am I saying? But, yeah, I think once you obviously mature more, you kind of speak from a place that's more, like... Oh, I don't know what you say, like heartfelt or like actually understand how you feel more and then yeah. betray it better. But well, you have more compassion and you're more yeah. like, you know, you're more patient and stuff like that. And you're just like, okay, you know, like, you know, more understanding. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny when you have a really like diplomatic situation with like a girlfriend or something. Yeah. It's just like, it's like you don't, don't agree on something and you both like kind of annoyed about it, but you can talk it out mm. very calm and you're just like, oh, okay, I see where this is kind of thing and then you high five at the end like whoo like yeah. diffuse that yeah, we, we got rid of that yeah. we're, we're good we're, we're on now it. yeah so no it is it is a tricky one but I think yeah it's just like it all just takes work man like I heard this other thing the other day it's like everyone's like looking for the perfect person and it's like there's no perfect person out there it's like especially yeah. in a relationship sense like you build that perfection with each other and it's yeah. like you're never going to come in being perfect and you've got to work to make that as good as it can be but I think the whole idea of perfect is, is just such bullshit like there's no, nothing is perfect everything has its flaws and imperfections but I think that in itself is like such a beautiful thing flaws are sick That's you know you quirks are sick you don't, yeah, yeah you don't want the weed is thing. good yeah. yeah you'll get you'll get. I think you get bored with perfection so quickly mm. you'll want like the, like the scars and all these things that like make us who we are what you actually want in a person but we're kind of like programmed and taught to like go for the perfect thing or I'm like the perfect thing isn't always the thing you should go for and also you grow as well you know what I mean like a lot of people like you change in mm. time you know what I mean like and there's no there's no problem with changing and being a different person or and stuff like that and yeah 
it's uh i think yeah perfection is is a crock of shit yeah but like i don't know but you can still find someone who gets gets here except when it comes to van builds and perfection is what a transition thank you take my money <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> these are fucking train wrecks, don't worry about that. You just got too much work at the moment, yeah. you gotta scare yeah. people off. It's like the Elon Musk when he made the flamethrower and he's like, don't buy it. Yeah. And they just sold out straight away. <laughs> it's like when something's so good, you just try and like put people off how good that actually is. I always, yeah, nah, we're shit, we're just having a go. So before, obviously, we get into the van stuff, were mm. you someone that travelled around a lot that like... Not not just in like a van life sense, but just in like the world around Australia, like in general. You yeah. So my apprenticeship, so I was a shop fitter, so I built clothing stores, and so my apprenticeship, I was away for about six, seven months a year, mm. traveling for my entire apprenticeship, which I didn't rate that much because I just worked the whole time. Um, and then as soon as I, so the, I've been fired from every job I've ever had, and that's why I started the business because I was sick of getting fired. Um, but <laughs> really selling it, really selling it. So like, I'm sick of getting fired. I'm becoming the boss. <laughs> I, um, you sack yourself. You're not doing good enough, Michael. It's time to go. I've got a photo of me as employee of the month up in the, the factory, in the yeah. workshop. And yeah. I'm just like, every month I put it back up and I'm just like, fucking killing it. <laughs> Do an episode of Undercover Boss soon. <laughs> Can you pull that off? That'd be sick. There's <laughs> like, you know, the mustache. And like, yeah, yeah you'll be fine. You'll, you'll blend in. I'll do an undercover shopper for the three boys, like the two boys that work with me. Yeah, it'll be fine. You'll slide straight in Which there. could be anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, we know it's you, no, you don't. <laughs> the mustache comes right up. <laughs> um, no, nah, man, I, well, I got, so I finished my apprenticeship and got fired the day that I got signed off. It was like the last day of work. My boss has called up and he's like, why'd you get fired? I was just shit. Like I just went surfing and like party too much and I wasn't very good at my job and I fucked up a lot and yeah I just I just didn't real care. honest though yeah oh dude I owned it like I walked in there and I was just like we, we know what's going on yeah. <laughs> um and then he's like yeah you're done from today but I'll sign you off and I was like yep sweet all good so I went went downstairs went home drove home and I was just like what am I doing like I don't know what I want to do I didn't have many friends and then I was just like fuck like what do I want to do and so I booked a flight to New Zealand that day packed my bag and left and then I came back Three and a half years later, mm. and just just travelled around the world a little bit. Yeah, it was sweet. Where'd you go? Like, where were the? So I went to Queenstown first, uh, to New Zealand. I was there for four four months, yeah. um, just riding bikes and partying and having a great time. I, I went from being a, a, a tradesman like my entire life to I got a job in a women's high heel shoe store. So that's the next step in any It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'd wear a shirt every day and I was like having to wear heels around to feel like they felt like and stuff like that. What, during the job? Yeah, during the shift. I got around it. I thought it was super funny. You, what? Yeah. Like you had to wear heels in the... I was just like, so I could sell them and be like, this has got good arch support. But you had to know. Yeah, I felt yeah. like, oh, they didn't tell me how to do it, but I wanted to do it. I was going to say, really I was going to say, was this like a prerequisite or <laughs> no. this is something that... I just think it's like hell funny, me walking around in like high heels and just this fancy stuff. It was, I was the only person who worked there. True. Yeah. You're just owning it. Yeah, I just rocked it. It was sick. Did you change your name to Michelle? No. <laughs> <laughs> you wore a turtleneck in heels. <laughs> I'm running out with like little high heels. Going, These are a fun little set, aren't they? You cheeky devil. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> it was super fun. This makes sense now. <laughs> and I was just out. like pissing on and living in a hostel. It was so fun. That's such a contrast, like yeah. high-end fashion to like hostel. Oh, literally living in six-bed dorms with like randos that I didn't know, and then I'm just like clamoring out of like putting like a shirt and tie on and going to work, <laughs> walking home in your heels. Yeah. <laughs> 
Boys, these things kill me yeah, today. Yeah, things crush. <laughs> Look Every at these sledges. It looks like you're like gonna walk a, like walk a shame with your heels <laughs> and stuff. Not again. I hope he calls. <laughs> I got mascara pouring down. <laughs> I love him, Mum. He'll call. He'll call. He'll call. He'll call. It was so, special. Okay, so you've done the heels and like. How was how was that? It was sick. I it was had so good. much. Fun. I had so many obscure jobs. I, yeah, I lived in New Zealand. Then I got a job in uh, America, being a camp counselor, and so I was like, I, like I was like a wakeboard instructor in, mm. in the summer camp. So that was super fun. Um, that was that was bizarre and really fun. And then lived in the states for a bit, and then moved to had a road trip around Canada, and then got a job. Oh, I was um I was a bingo host at a bar, and ran trivia. <laughs> Was this like planned at all? No, I was just like just being a dickhead and just like floating around. Just saying yes. Well, like, was it planned to like travel, like like this, go this far, or was it just kind of like, oh, you could go here? I kind of just met people, or like they said something would be fun, and I just kind of like kept floating around. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like the Forrest Gump mentality. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like special needs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like someone's like, you want to come here? You're like, sure. Yeah. Like full yes, man. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's the best, man. Like that's where you end up in. For me, anyway, personally, mm. I love ending up in a like a room and there's so many different people. You have you like look around. You're like, I didn't know anyone here like mm. a day ago. Yeah. And now you're like best mates. Well, it's sped up. It's sped up in like hostels and like travel yeah. environment. Like things are like escalated and stuff like that. Like relationships are more intense and like friendships are more intense and mm. you're all in the same thing and just trying to get by. And so I, I moved to Toronto and I turned out you can't register a car there unless you live in the city. And so I met a dude at the hostel who was really good at uh, Photoshop and we forged all these documents to get my car registered and stole a set of plates. And then we registered a fake car and I drove it all across country. <laughs> Is this good? He's really, <laughs> really good at Photoshop. You're like, my guy, I've got a task for you. We're going to nail this one. Yeah. And you just, what, just stole some plates of a random car. But wouldn't Same car. And wouldn't that get, like, flagged, though, that you've... Made it through. <laughs> That's future. Future me problems. That you never... That never came back? Like, you, no. you were good. No, I didn't get any fines. It was sweet. True. Yeah. Do you reckon they just cancelled the plates and then you just ran them? Dunno. <laughs> didn't really think into it. <laughs> didn't have a choice. It's <laughs> like, yeah, we'll just play this out. So I love that it worked out perfect as well. Oh, it worked out fine. Yeah. It was all good. True. Nice. Just come in with a clean chair, like just come in with a good attitude, and you'll be sweet. Just a big smile and some stolen yeah. plates, and yeah. you will go places. Hundred percent. It kids, was sweet. Kids don't steal plates. It doesn't yeah. always go. It doesn't always go the right way. <laughs> nah, that was fine. So you just travel and you just travel around the states and Canada and. Yep. So travel in states, Canada. Lived in hostels and just had like fun jobs. Um, just traveling around, and then I was living in Banff for a while. Snowboarding and stuff like that, and then summer came around when I was waiting for Whistler Summer to come in. Yeah. So I waited for that, and then that came in. So I drove my plate car with stolen plates all the way all from from Toronto to Whistler, yeah. which is like from Melbourne to Broome, yeah. um, which was good fun. Um, I met a girl halfway through who needed a ride. Her name was Francisca. Couldn't speak a lick of English, and we spent three weeks together trying to work out how to communicate. <laughs> um, Hand gestures. Yeah, literally. <laughs> High five mean we're hungry, yeah. um, which was good. Um, no, nah, and then it got to got to Wiss, and I needed a job, um, and there was a job, a real high-paying job for plastering, and I never plastered before. So I watched a YouTube tutorial on my on the way to the um, the interview. And they they were like, so like, do you know do you know drywall? Do you know the plaster? And I was like, you come to Australia and you say Michael Fortley, and they say plaster because that's how fucking good I am. And like, I was there for like, look two, it up, yeah. look it up. <laughs> I got fired in like a month or something. 
As long as you come into something like that with confidence. Oh, I came in hot. You're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. You they shake w- like your pant legs and plaster comes yeah. out. Yeah, I see. I'm all dusty. That's the last job I did. a trowel. Yeah. <laughs> Put some paint, like some white like paint and like, stuff on your face. Yeah. You just walk in, you've got it. Like, thank you. So, did, like, with that stuff, like, are you just literally travelling and just rock up and just just word of mouth, hear stuff, and then you kind of go and just try, just try it on? Yeah, 100%. It's funny. It's fun. Like, yeah. that's, that's my fun. Like, it's just, like, like stupid situations. Just, like, meeting heaps of new people and all this sort of stuff. So I, I, I drove to Vancouver. So, I did, um... Uh, so, when I was living in New Zealand, I wanted to do this big hike. And I didn't have any hiking gear, so I went to the hostel lost and found and put all this stuff together... I hitched hike for eight hours to get to this hike and the hike was four days and all I had was bottles of wine, rolly ciggies and a pack of noodles for the four days and it was just the best time. And <laughs> How long those noodles last? Oh, I was just like breaking them off as I was smoking darts and drinking. I bring bottles of wine, they were so heavy. Yeah. Where's, the, where's the goon sack when you need it? I didn't think of it, I just grabbed bottles, they were cheaper. Did you get food along the way? Like no, 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 you like middle of nowhere. Like you are out in the like um in like the uh, uh, what's it called? Like the Alpine. So you survived off Siggy's wine and two minute noodles. I was in a pair of jeans and Velcro bands. <laughs> and you're like, this is this by is yourself, true. by yourself, by myself, fully by myself. Didn't book anything. And then I got to the end, and so I'd been hiking for four days, and I put out my thumb because it was a two day. It was, a, it was like from Brisbane to Victoria, Brisbane to home to get back to the hostel. Put my thumb out and this young dude picked me up. Me and him just hit it off. He ended up moving in with me for a week and then I travelled overseas with him just by this random dude who picked me up on the side of the road. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think it's so good. Like, that's one thing I've... The part of me, like, I love this whole idea of just just, just going with the flow. Mm. Like, going with the flow. You meet so many interesting just people. Yeah, yeah, but you end up just with the most incredible stories mm. and it just, it, that's like created out of like thin air mm. and it's like people like almost wouldn't believe it but it's just like when you go into it with this like, it's going to be okay mm. and surrendering to that idea, like going into it with that mindset and then surrendering to what happens of not like, oh, what if? It's like, nah, let's just see. Like, let's just see how fine. this plays out. Yeah. Most of the time you'll be fine. And then if you're not like, you'll, you'll figure it out. You'll yeah. There's no way around it. Yeah, you like if it turns to shit, then make the decision of what you do. But yeah. before that, it's like, yeah, you'll be fine. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. When you're doing that though, because one thing I've always noticed when I have travelled, it's like you are meeting lots of people, but it is hard to have that real deep, strong connection with people because it is so like flash in the pan kind of thing. Yes. Did you find that is something that like you can almost kind of have your cake and eat it in the sense of that deeper connection with people? It's very much. Even if it will be like a strong connection, it's very quick, whether it be a week or two weeks or something. It's like when you're constantly moving, that's a hard thing to maintain. Do you find that was something that you sometimes wait on you? I know I adore that. That's like my, like, I I very much like my own time. That's why I always, like, used to always travel by myself and stuff like that. Like, Mm. like, I I like that, like, flash in the pan, like, that quick hype and, like, fun, amazing time and then, like, back on not seeing someone for, like, two weeks. Mm. Like, out in it and sort of thing. I like, I personally like that. Yeah. That's cool. You, like, resetting that time and then go... Yeah. It is nice as well because you always see the best in people because you're not there long enough Mm. to see the bad. But that's also... Seeing the bad is also a part of who they are and that helps you connect with them. So it's like that weird trade-off. And also as well, like, a lot of people who travel and stuff, like, are in the same boat who didn't have many friends or didn't like who they were 
in that town and like when they travel to someone else they can actually be who they want to be or like try and reinvent themselves and be a different person and stuff like that and getting like what they really want to be and like it's it's sick it's cool mm. like, and they're on their own it's like them independent they're not bouncing off their friends and I don't know like seeing people just like do you feel like that's something you did when you traveled? Like you kind of changed, not who you were, but you re- reinvented reinvented yourself yeah, in a way? I, yeah, I was just a douche, man. Like, just like, I don't know, just thought money was cool and just having like a flash car and stuff like that. And I just see how stupid and, oh, like, it's like, the I think like, like creativity is cool or like, yeah. like not having like a, like a flash car is cool, but if only if you really think it's cool, not just trying to impress someone else. But like. I don't know. I just need like, when when your when your ego is driving the car is yeah. when it when it gets a bit yeah. toxic. But when you're driving it because it's a passion, it's, yeah. it's different. If yeah. like if one of my mates had been saving up for four years and bought his dream car, mm. I'll call him every day and be like, "You are a legend. Look at this car. This is the coolest car I've yeah. ever seen." Um, you know, or but like you know, or art or creativity or sculpture or what, like it doesn't matter. Like something like creating something. I think that's cool. Or mm. like you know, someone passionate someone's passionate about like community or something like that like that's sick like that's what I I don't know just like my vision of stuff change mm. vision of the world or how I talk to people and I, I guess like being more positive and not being I don't know like like I feel like you click mentality like you be mean to people and stuff like that like it's just like only point out good stuff in people mm. like and then it like kind of flows on and stuff like that I think it's like such a good like flow on and we'll just keep going mm. But yeah. I think because we are we are so quick to jump on the negative mm. instead of the positive. I read this thing the other day. You know, there's twice as many negative words in our like, like dictionary than positive. There's like 2,080 negative words describing words, and there's about 1,050 positive words. So it's like we have twice as many things to describe something in a negative way yeah. in a positive way. And I feel like that definitely rubs off on us because we are so much more attracted to negative things instead of positive. Yeah, and sure. it's so. Like, even, like, you react more to a negative thing than a positive thing. Like, for example, if someone says you look shit today, you're like, oh, man, like, you get all worked up and yeah. angry. And if someone says, oh, you look good, you're like, oh, thanks. And then, like, well, it, do- it doesn't, you don't feel it as much. That's so true. I've never thought of that. Yeah, you don't, you don't, it doesn't, like, sit in, you don't, yeah. And it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do more, like, actively. Like you said, just, like, if you see someone, you're like, oh, you look really nice. Or, like, be positive and nice to someone. But then, in turn, when someone says something nice to me, like, feel it. Like, really yeah. feel it. Don't just brush it off. Because I know like a negative comment or something will sit with me mm. and I'll feel that as well. So I'm like, why am I feeling one more than the other? Yeah. When they, like, you should feel both, but obviously not sit in either for too long or else you kind of just like... <laughs> yeah, you can't be like a tosser about it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> it, it, like yeah, feel it and be like, okay, cool, but don't don't sit in it forever or else, yeah, you kind of just get a bit stuck in your own head. Um, so going back to this, uh, like obviously reinventing yourself, traveling mm-hmm. and doing that, is that something, because obviously now you're still doing it, like it's not something that you've like broken away from, yeah. but is that when the kind of van idea came into play that it's like, hey, I can do this and obviously then I've got these certain skills that I can make money off it as well? Oh, no, this was not out of passion. This was out of pure poverty and I had no house. So <laughs> I lived, when I was in Canada, I met, met uh, my girlfriend, well, so it was... T- uh, 10 days before I was leaving and I met uh, met this chick and then the day of my flight um, I was like oh are we maybe a thing uh, I'd given up my rental I'd sold everything I was packed up ready to go and she's like yeah no I think we're a thing so um, I was like fuck like there was no housing over there and stuff and I had a little bit of money and I was just like I spent it all on a motorhome to move into Yeah, I had nowhere to live and so I moved into that and then as soon as I got it she moved in as well because we were like well if I'm staying here we might as well see if this works yeah 
lived in that for about a year, cruising around, um, and like mostly in Whistler and um, just working and stuff like that. How yeah. was that? That was sick. It was so fun. Um, but then I didn't have a car, so I had to hitchhike to work every day. And I lived in a native Indian reserve. Yeah. So I just like would hitchhike with native Indians and stuff like that every day to work, which was a half an hour drive. Yeah. So it was great. But um, yeah, it lived such in a nice way to meet people. Oh, I met the chief. Of the the tiara, like the t- like the big yeah thing. yeah well, he, he didn't have the tiara on the whole time but like I think it's called a tiara <laughs> but yes <laughs> yeah no it was sweet I just met like people just give me rides every day and started to meet people and stuff and that was sweet that's that's where you do a podcast yeah you're like hey why we're we here can we do a podcast yeah, yeah just like have a mic it'd be like such a cool way to like interview people yeah like I've always wanted to go and um as you're giving you a hand job while they're giving you a lift <laughs> just can't make sure cameras above <laughs> above center. <laughs> way above centre. Um, so yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm really intrigued because I wanted to go do the can- Canadian thing. I yep. feel like go travel around Canada is something that, I don't know, just like a bit of a dream to go do that because I feel like it's just such a beautiful place but also like Australians and Canadians seem to get along. Very similar. Very similar, yeah. Very similar. Yeah. No, it's, it's wicked. It was, it was the best experience I've ever had. Like it was the coolest thing I've done. One of the best places I've travelled. Um, yeah, couldn't recommend it either. Enough. Do it, yeah. yeah. So after you travelled around with your girlfriend at the time, yeah. then what was the move after that? Oh, so I was in, uh, I was in, uh, like practicing for Crankworx Whip Off, and then um, I, some chick left her bike on the landing of one of the jumps, yeah. one of the fastest jumps, and then so I had this huge crash, broke both my arms, my foot, um, and it just got totally messed up, and I couldn't work anymore, and so she couldn't support it. Uh, so I was just like hey, do you want to move to Oz? So she's like, yeah, right, sweet. So we sold the bus, sold everything and moved to Oz. And then the reason we started building buses was um, she's a real like tight sleep, like a loose sleeper. Mm. Um, and so I like camping, but she couldn't sleep in the tent. She'd always have a shit night. So I was like, oh, sweet. Like I'll, I'll build us a bus if it's all we can afford. So I was like, mm. I'll build a bus. So I built a bus. I bought it off um, a church and it had like the Catholic church all down the side. And I wrote like... Um, Free candy all along the sides, and like Hogwarts Express, and kids kissing booth was up the front. Uh, Going straight to hell. Straight, straight to hell. Yeah, we built that. <laughs> sold, sold it. Um, and then made a bit of money, and and then just kept doing it. Yeah. And one day I was on my way to work, and I rang my missus, and I was just like, I think I want to build van full time. And I was a foreman of a cabinet making company, and she's like, quit. As soon as you get off the phone, quit right the second, quit now and start it today. Just fucking go for it. Mm. And then we did that. And I've been doing it for, I've been doing it for four years, but full time as a business too. Yeah. yeah. And was it a like pretty smooth transition to go into it? Like oh, the- no, it was rough as hell. <laughs> I was just taking on every crap job I could, like caravans, whatever I could to get my foot in the door. I was not making any money because I was like, quote for something, but I do heaps for free so I could show that I could do more, mm. if that makes sense. I was just like just pedaling, 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 just putting in work. And I just knew for the first year and a half, like if I could just break even and, you know, maybe pay my bills, then sweet, that's all good. But year two was gonna be good, which we're like, now we're like rocking. So mm. just had to keep, and we still do it now. Just like, if we've got any new ideas, we'll just do it for free. And then the next person will be like, hey, check this out. And then we'll charge the next person. Yeah, I get you. Just so to make sure it does work. It does work. And you've just got to like, you've got to prove that you can do it. Like someone's not going to give you a million dollar job if you've, you know, just done it bed in a high ace mm. so what's your what's your main like what's your bread and butter now like doing vans like normal size vans or buses or like what what would you say is your main main we've got a few main things so i have so we've we've booked one guy 
owns a, a dealership and he's booked us up for the year. So we just do the exact same van every single time and as soon as one's done, the next one comes in. Yep. So that's like our bread and butter. That's just going, nothing changes. We have someone CNC, we outsource most of it and then we just, that's just chilling. Mm. And then I'll build the more creative stuff. Mm. And then that's, that's like we make similar money but like that's more just like, this is what I enjoy. This mm. is what I like doing. I don't care if I make money on it like this is what I want to do anyway yeah it's a passion project 100% yeah. I just profit and just like as long as I get along with the client and it's a cool idea and we have like a good connection and stuff like that then that's sweet I'm, I'm happy going to work I like going to work every day do they let you just go to town or do you kind of come back with hey this is the idea what do you think I or? won't take on a client unless they, they're like this is what we want but we're open to your suggestion yeah. if they're bang on what they want I won't do it yeah. yeah we're lucky enough where we can be picky yeah yeah. I guess that's the thing it's because it's like it's your like you're coming to me because yeah. I always find it funny when people come to people that are professionals at doing a thing yeah, and then try, style yeah and then try and like micromanage and control the whole thing and you're yeah. like look this isn't going to work like yeah. you've got to like take your hands off the reins and let this me steer this ship yeah or just yeah like you said that's, that's good though that you're at a point now where you can be picky about it because then it's going to like that will come across more with the work as well because it's all going to be passion in it so it's going to be the highest quality it can be exactly where if you're just doing step by step of their thing it's like hey i don't want to do this exactly and that's the thing like i'll, I'll like we'll, we'll do their idea and we'll do exactly what they want but like they've got to let us come in like you, you've come to me for a reason and this is you've seen my work and stuff like that and that's we'll, you know we'll meet in the middle and get you something mm. sweet like I'll, I'll, and like i send photos every every second day everyone i keep i make it very very personal like mm. it's like this is like we're a team and we build this together because like I want you to come into it and be exactly what you've wanted, but we've done it together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, because it's so small and so personal that it makes it a lot more fun. Like the process was just as fun as that product. I think it's sick and that makes it really fun for me to work too. Like mm. we've got a super relaxed work environment and stuff like that. And that's like Dan who builds, one of my other builders, main builder, we'd like every van he builds, I just said, do whatever you want, build whatever yeah. the hell you want. And then just, just as long as you love it and you're proud of it, that's all I care about. I don't yeah. care how long it takes, if we make money on it, whatever, we'll make money on the next one. Just as long as you're proud of it and it's, you, you're enjoying this, that's, that's all I care about. Yeah. And that's just going to create a work environment to like create the best work you can. 100%. You can. You're not just trying to become a, like, a, like a factory line where it's just like pumping out stuff for the sake of just pumping it out. Because exactly. that's when the dollar bill, like the dollar figure becomes the goal and then you just, that burns out pretty quick. You're at work most of your life. Like it should be fun. And mm. like we, we have no start times. As long as you do your eight hours, you can come in and leave whenever you want. Mm. Uh, you want, you can work as much overtime as you want. Um, you know, you can dress how you want. You can do whatever you want. Like we're super flexible. You want a day off here and there. You want to, you know, you party one night and you want to start late the next day. Sweet. Don't rush yeah. to work. Like, yeah. Just like as give and take. You yeah. Know what I mean, like I just there's a lot of respect in that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. There's like, like, I know if my boss was saying that, it was like, oh, he's he's being. You want to impress him? Yeah, he's being super lenient and he's yeah. like, he's thinking about me mm. so i want to give the best back exactly i mean like all, all the, like all the people who work with me we've got one full time and then two casuals um and then like we're like i like i'm big on like i won't hire someone unless they have a hobby or something they're into mm. I, want, I want to come in monday like dan's one of the most like main guy dan he's in a band first thing i hear on monday dan how did you go on the weekend mm. like, i want to hear someone's passion about stuff like yeah that flows on to other stuff if you don't have a thing i think it's you know it's trouble yeah well, I think as well as you have a passion, you seem to like be able to get lost in other stuff quite easily. 100%. You're kind of floating around, exactly. and then that's I don't know. I don't know from personal experience, like drugs and alcohol and all that seems to fill that void. 
my last 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 dude I put on as a manager, I gave him the world, and then he was just like playing up on the gear too much, and mm. he was rocking up to work on mats and stuff like that, and had to had to kick him to the curb, so mm. which kind of sucks. But. but that's interesting to say, like find someone with a passion because they, I think it just shows you they're committed to something, mm. they'll put time into something, mm. and they're proud of something. Exactly. And all that you want to come across in the work. Exactly, and also as well, like just stuff to talk about. Like you want to get along with your work workers and have fun and be able to talk about the cool stuff. doesn't matter what they're into. If they're into eating dirt, you know, you just had a sick weekend eating dirt, like I'm stoked. Like, go for it. <laughs> so they ride moto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the boys is a sponsored freestyle moto rider. Oh, rushes. oh sick. Yeah. See, such an odd, yeah, you get such an odd mix of people, eh? Hey? Yeah. That's cool. That's so cool. Um, so what's like, what's the goal with these now? Like, you just want to obviously keep expanding the business and growing nah, it? No. Nah. Don't want to get any bigger. You're happy with I don't need any more than my share. Like, I'm just like, if I can make enough money where I can pay my bills and I can have fun and I can do something I enjoy and I'm not stressed, that's it. That's all I need. Like, so if, if, just say tomorrow there was like, we want you to do 50 more vans, mm -hmm. you wouldn't put more people on? Or no, no way. You're just content and happy with it. No. That's so cool. I really like that. This whole idea that I've been trying to play with in my head is like, what's enough? Yeah. And like, this whole idea is like, okay, what's enough money or what's enough time in this thing or what's enough whatever and like it's so hard to actually put it like a, a like a, a number on that or a time frame on that or whatever it's mm. like because it's like what is enough it's like okay you put another five or six workers on your business gets bigger it's more stuff to worry about like yeah you got more money more stress it's like a bigger factory it's like this constant thing you can't be feeding to pay for all that anymore. yeah exactly yeah. but like you said if you can get stuff covered and you can go live the lifestyle you want mm -hmm. and be happy in that like that's enough if I, if I had a million or $10 million in my bank account right this second, I would, there would be no difference. I would have, mm. I would have the same things I have. I would be doing the same things. I would be do, going to the same places on the weekend. Like I'm not like a restaurant or a foodie or a brand guy. Like I just, yeah. I, I, like where I am now is exactly where I want to be. And I'm, I'm fucking so grateful and happy with it. I don't, like that, that's it. That's chill with me. I'm fine with that. Do you think you got that from traveling and being, or like meeting so many different people? Like do you think that played into that mindset of like, just being rich in people and that's like the best wealth you can have for sure and also as well like seeing people with big business and stuff like that and like having all their toys but never enjoying them you know mm. what i mean like they've always got like a new thing or a new bike or whatever but they're not like just like you know you see the dude with the not as nice bike and uh, half his car's worth half the price but dude rides four days a week and he's hyped you know mm. what i mean he's just he's just stoked like that's 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 cool to me that's mm. that's that that is what i love like that is that, and then like that guy, when he gets a new bike, do you know how much more he values that than the dude with the, like the rich guy? Like he's been waiting for that bike for years and searching on the internet every day for a year. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that value of something. I think mm. that is awesome. That that's cool. Mm. And I, I, don't, I don't think you'll get that if you have more money and stuff like that. I don't think it's any. I'd be any happier. Mm. I know that like this is always a thing that plays on my mind because when I go like live out of my van and travel around, mm -hmm. I'm so content with. Bare minimum, yeah. like a warm shower is like a luxury. Yeah. And when you kind of live in that way of living and like you just get up and live each day as it comes at you and you just do the simple things like just get up and go swimming, have a coffee, hang out, see friends, read a book, all that. You're like, I'm pretty content with this being my life. And I've always got this question in my mind whether like how long would that like not not be sustainable but how much would that how long would I be able to do that before before I wanted more yeah. like I think is obviously you always want to have a passion and a goal to strive towards yeah. and I think how long would travelling and, and being like that how long would I get to a point where I'm like alright I want more now For sure. and then what that more would, would be would be who knows what but it's just one of those things whenever I 
do do it for a month or a month and a half or something like at the end of it like I'm not ready for it to be over like I'm not like okay I want to get back to I'm like still quite content with being in that world but obviously things pull you back into like normal reality but I just wonder how if I had no other commitments or anything whether I just like could you do that for a year could you do that for two years and then like what would be the next step after that I feel like I like I think I'm lucky because I like what I do but it's more like I love working and then like whether it's a weekend or a week off no like working that week makes me love that weekend a thousand times more mm. like if I have if I if I like bust my ass for a week and then it hits the weekend like no one's having more fun on me on the weekend like yeah. I'm just like no matter what we're doing like when we went to the bike park the other day like just like this is the best day like yeah. even if we did one lap and it was I'd still be screaming how stoked it was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know I feel like you're just more grateful for it and stuff like that yeah, the struggle. Well, even if it's not really a struggle, but yeah. like the the polarity of like, like w- working, working hard. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. No, I get you. It's um, it's a hard thing to like convince people that like the struggle is the only reason. Like, like the pain and the hardship and all this shit you kind of don't want is the bit that makes the thing you want so sweet. If you just went to the top of a mountain, it wouldn't be as good as walking up. Well, I always tell people like, imagine you got everything you ever wanted tomorrow. How disappointed you would be. Mm. Like how let down you would be, yeah. and how you go uh, next. Nothing would have value. Nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that comes back to the whole like rich parents thing of buying their kids bikes and them yeah. not appreciating it. It's like you get given everything, and it's like, as much as we don't want the suffering, the suffering is, you can't have the good without the bad kind of thing. No, exactly. And then like also you build character as well. Like someone who's absolutely grinded their ass for what they've got, like mm. you know, tough. Yeah. You know, yeah, they've earned it. Yeah, hundred percent. Alright, i got a few more questions, because I reckon we wrap up and go for a surf soon before it gets too dark. Yeah, sure. Um, i got three questions to ask people this end of each podcast. What is something, if you could go back in time now and like change a thing and move forward, can you think of something in particular that you would change or alter or do differently? Oh, hell yeah. Instead of buying, spending Bitcoin on drugs, I would have kept them. Bitcoin on it? <laughs> How much Bitcoin did you have? Oh, I would have had like a hundred or a couple of hundred. It's worth heaps. Oh. We'll buy pingers online. There's sick. so many people that would be in that same situation. I was so out of the loop. I never like even heard about Bitcoin until yeah. it like blew up. But yeah. I had so many friends that were just like, I'd be a millionaire right now. Yeah. Like literally I'd be a millionaire. Or people that like lost the password to get it and still have them. And they're like, don't know where the password is. Like I could still be a millionaire. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, so you would keep. Yeah. You'd keep, you'd <laughs> keep, you'd keep the Bitcoin. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I'd do. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. But that was easy. Okay. Normally people think about it. You've just got that nailed down. All right. So what are you scared of? No, just being a good dude. You know what I mean? Just being like responsible, owning owning my shit. You know, like not owning my stuff. Not owning you're scared of like not being like authentic or Yeah, and just like owning up to my shit. Like like I don't know, I feel like it's a piss poor answer, but just like <laughs> I don't know, like not owning your responsibilities and like just being there for who you gotta be for and just You're not being there when someone needs you. Yeah, kind of just thing. like yeah. just being just being the dude that's gotta be there. Like I just scared like ne- like just being that guy, like making sure I'm that guy. Is there a reason that would ever make you not be that guy that you can think of? Yeah, probably, but <laughs> probably don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, yeah. we'll pass, we'll pass that one. Uh, all right, uh, how do you want to be remembered? Just being a good dude. 
kind of leans yeah. into the yeah, the, yeah, yeah, just being like a friendly dude, like a lot, like just a dude who would do shit for his mates, and that's that's it. I don't like, I don't need people to remember me. Like I don't care. Like it's just do do my part, be a good guy, like for the reason of being a good dude. That's it. Yeah, that's just for the do. just for the sake of being yeah, a good being person. A good dude, he's a nice person. That's it. That's all I want. Mm. I don't care about anything else. I'll say that at you, eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, he's a good dude. Yeah, and you're yeah. just up there just looking down, just like, my guy, my, my guy. <laughs> just, yeah. I got, I got you, man. I got you. Um, and I do this thing, so at the end of every podcast, I stole this off the diary of the CEO, but I'm just going to run it anyway because yeah. I think it's a good thing. It was your idea. No. <laughs> I just like put the, pre- like the, <laughs> just full disclosure that this is not my idea, but I will use it and rinse it. And I think it's great. Yeah. Um, I asked the last guest a question to then ask you. Their question was, what was the last thing that made you so happy you cried? Oh, I don't cry. I don't cry. <laughs> I'm a big man. <laughs> I'm a big, tough, tall, handsome, rugged guy. Yeah. Um, or what was the last thing that made you, like, super, extremely happy? Super happy. Um, yeah, birth of my son. I got, a, I got a one and a half year old named Cody. So, that was sick. That mm. was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, it felt, that hit the field. Yeah, that was, I was hyped. Yeah. I was super hyped. I got the nurse pretty good. Um, we had the had the birth and came out and um, she went in. She had some problems and got sorted out. And I'm holding there and um, the chick's like, "Oh, what's wrong? Like you're looking really weird." And I was like, "Oh, just looked identical to my missus' old boss." <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, it "Was so uncomfortable." Oh my gosh. But yeah, no, that's that was one thing that made me like, like sincerely happy and like stoked. Like I didn't. It's just like a feeling like no one can comprehend. It's your turn. You've got to ask the next guest a question that you'd like me to ask them. I want a good one. <laughs> I want a good one. Not a piss take too. I'll give you a... I should, t- I should ask the person before the podcast, yeah, I reckon. So you got to think of something. So you got to think of one so it's like you've got it loaded, ready to go. Yeah. I'll do, I'm going to start doing that now. Yeah. Because I know when I ask people, they're always like, Oh, I want to go on, but then they're like kind of. Yeah. You don't have to answer it right now. Like we could, we can think about this. Um, it doesn't have to go in the end of the podcast. We can. Feel it. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, the, we can just end it now, and then you well, can. Let's get in the surf. All right. Surf. You can think of one while we're surfing, yeah. and then we can add that because it doesn't really matter. Because the person next person is going to get the question, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if it's 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 answered now. All right. Just that, man. That's it. <laughs>